Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. This is Fan Bros Show, and we don't care who you bring to the show. That's right, folks. This is your boy, DJ Benjamin, a.k.a. the Butcher of Names, also known as the William Shatner of Hip Hop. The Kevin Bacon of the internet and a former Herald of Galactus in my last life. How y'all doing out there tonight? Everybody's good. Everybody's blessed. It's raining in New York City. It was a struggle getting here tonight, let me tell y'all. But I'm here. And we got a crazy show. Mm-hmm. Uh-hmm. Introducing herself with a nice mm-hmm is the one and only... The Grand Duchess of Tech, Tatiana King-Jones, also known as the Uhura of the Spaceship, also known as Black Rogue, also known as Mastermind, also known as Rap Game Arya Stark. A lot of names. You keep adding yeah. one every week. All right, every week. all right, all right. Let's keep it moving. Also, coming back from his uh, trip around the world, Mr. Flickerachi himself. How you doing, sir? Very well rested. Back in the city. Happy to be home. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Flickerachi is so, like... He's so, he's too laid back. Yeah, too smooth. Put some Red Bull in that. Speak up. Peace, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Not much of an up Not in an that up. one. Not much of an uptake. Good to be home. Was on the West Coast, you know, saw a lot of things, went around, had fun. But, you know, it's always good to be back in the city. I like the noise. All right, all right. And our special guest for the evening, I really don't know how to introduce this man. I say that, you know, we, one of my favorite artists, Pheromonch. Hey. Hey, hey. Woo, that's hey, right, boy. Hey, oh, man. I, I didn't even give you enough right there. One of my favorite artists, you know, incredible rapper. Respect. Thank artist. you. Thank you. Respect. New album in stores. New album everywhere, man. Yeah. Feels right. good. Stores, inter- internets, you know, wherever <laughs> you look, you can find it right now. So we got, you know, we're going to get into the whole interview, but we got Pharaoh sitting in with us on this special episode tonight. Yes, sir. But, you know, before we, you know, even get to any interviews, we got some news to talk about. You know, we got our Kano contest. Yes, the Kano Kari Randolph contest is going to be over in one more day. I don't know. I think we should extend it. You think so? Yeah, one more week. You think we should get them one more week? One more week. They All the it, entries have I mean, been coming well, in now. Because, see, see, you can't mess with the internet like that. We'll give them one more week. May 8th? Fine. May 8th. Contest is over. No more extensions. Go to fanbros.com. Enter the Fan Bros Selfie Contest. Hashtag Fan Bros Selfie. Yes, we're looking for creative photos, meaning you showing us how you're a fan bro, whether it's you reading comic books, whether it's you cosplaying, anything that's creative and different from what we have seen so far, please make sure you do it. Word up. Um, The other big news I have to talk about before we go to our break, you know what I mean? They released the casting for Star Wars. Yes, and the internet went nuts as usual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, couple things. It was uh, it was dude heavy. It, it was kind of a sausage fest in there. Mm, yeah. It's kind of a sausage fest. I didn't see. I saw one woman. Carrie Fisher returns. Right. So I mean the the old cast, but I'm talking about from the new people. There's like one new woman. There's like one new woman, and I'm not really sure what she's talking about. I didn't see Lupita. So no. I'm a little a little sad at that, but I read something that she may still be in the running. Okay. So so you know, we'll Lupita really doesn't need to be in every movie. Like you know, that's what she I feel like they're about, they're trying she to do. She doesn't. But remember, we were talking about how she may come. She may do this movie as a descendant of Obi Wan. So True. that was that's a big deal if she do that. So, so is the black dude the descendant of Obi Wan? I don't know who this black dude is going to be, but the black dude in real <laughs> life name. <laughs> His name is John Boyega. You actually have seen him before if you watch Attack the Block. He, I did. He was Moses, if I remember right. Okay. So um, the main character. Oh, all right. So, yep, yep. Um, Not he, the one who got killed, right? Nah, 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 nah. This one survived. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a black dude in a science fiction movie. You had to ask these questions, folks. You know, how, let, let's put bets. Is he going to survive to the end of this Star Wars? That's the, you know, will he make it into episode eight? He will sacrifice his life for someone <laughs> of lighter skin tone. This is what will happen. You know there's no Lando Calrissian return. That's what I'm upset about. You know, I'm, I'm really not feeling that. You know, I wasn't really feeling him. I mean, I didn't care. To, and then again, remember, this, this is Billy gonna be, D. Williams. But there's going to be extra episodes. So okay. they might start it off like it was in the beginning. It'll just be the first original cast and bring in Billy D. and whoever else. So, so don't come down. It'll be all right. All right. You know, it's all good. Newcast, fanbros.com. You can check it out over there. A lot of internets are mad. Farrell, how you feel about it? Did you um, get a chance to see? Yeah, I, I saw some pictures, but I was distracted. I, I saw <laughs> the 
R2D2 guys sitting in a box or something in the photo that I saw. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. you couldn't get past that. You couldn't get past <laughs> a little man in a box. <laughs> and then um in the photo I saw everybody was kinda like chilling and the guy who played Chewbacca was the only one who was like looking at the script or something. Yep, yep, yeah. that was the photo. Yeah, that's the photo. That's He's like seventy four too. Peter Mayhew. Yeah. Peter yeah. Seventy four, man, like he playing Chewbacca? Yeah, I mean, like, yo, at 74, <laughs> I would not want to get up in that costume anymore, man. That's yeah. like, yo. I'm just wondering, what would Chewbacca say? What script is he reading? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. That's a little Star Trek hate. <laughs> That's funny. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break right now. We got a huge episode ahead of us, so we'll be right back with some more fan bros. Hi, this is Lolo Ganike, and when I'm not relaxing, I am entertained thoroughly by the Fan Bros. And welcome back to Fan Bros Internets. This is your boy DJ Benjamin, always reintroducing myself. <laughs> and we have, like I said before, Pharaoh Monch, one of the greatest PTSD album in stores right now. But, you know, right now we got some questions for him. We got to bring him all to the spaceship, see if he... He is one of the few, the fan bros. Yeah. You know how we do? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see if he belongs to outer space, man. <laughs> yeah. Only, you know? only select black folk can be in outer space, man. And you don't even have a conk. So, <laughs> you know, like, that, that's usually our rule. Like, if, if black people come, if black men come into space, you know, like Lando, they got to have that conk popping, you know? <laughs> like, I'm I'm messing it all up with these dreads over here. It's not working. That's funny. So, yeah. so, so I'm going to start off. I've always admired your name, your stage name, Pharaoh Munch itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a little research. I found out that the munch part is actually derived from the Monchichi doll, which is actually like a little monkey doll. You actually yes, yes, have. this is true. Right. And this is um, actually has Japanese origins. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at that. You know, obviously, one of your biggest hits, Simon Says, you used the Gojira kind of um, sample on it, which is the Godzilla for, for the Americans. Now, obviously, you have all this Japanese influence just off top. So tell me like are you into the japanese culture or 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 anime or anything like that i mean for me asian culture and hip-hop is hand in hand from martial arts to you know anime to bruce lee to you know it's just i guess it's the era i'm from like Mm -hmm. everybody in my hood was like kicking each other in chinese slippers when i was coming up as well as it was like park jams and and you know what i mean so i mean it goes hand in hand like uh you know martial arts and 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 hip-hop for me so yeah i'm big i was big in the anime i'm not anymore but uh you know i it's it's an ill question because i'm like doesn't everybody i guess that's very very nerdy of me a lot of people don't realize that you know a lot of people just like oh i don't know where you get that from i like the name you know but it's 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 deeper than what it is on the surface yeah i mean even even in the 80s like the manchi chi cartoon which is what happened in the story is um i started feeling myself because i was making money that summer although i was living under my father's roof and he had paid for my haircuts up until this summer and i was making money i was doing designs on jeans and stuff and um you know i finally was like you know that i got this I, i'm gonna go to the barbershop on my own i know what i want school is about to start up again what have you and it was like the weekend of school starting back up so i paid for my cut and my barber who had been cutting my hair all this time in my life i'm like i'm gonna tell you what i want now that i'm paying for the cut uh, boy, that and he was like it. you know really okay young man and I was like, I want the lines and the um, corners and, like, the kids is getting. Because up until then, he had been giving me this, like, circular front. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want that no more. And he was, like, really, like, I'm telling you, your head is not shaped. <laughs> he was trying to, so he warned you. Right. He warned you. So he really, can I, can I? Yeah. You can say you whatever, whatever you words want. you want. Yeah. This is the internet. He fucked my head up. Yeah, really there we bad. go. There we go. <laughs> really, really bad. And I went to school, and I had on a hat. And I was the perennial class clown in high school of art and design. You could ask teachers, whatever. So I had on my hat teachers like <laughs> Troy, you know better, whatever. And I take the hat off. And this girl I used to crack on all the time oh, looked at me, and she was like, 
Ma chi chi, ma chi chi. Oh, say. She did the song in front she of everybody like that. That's the rough. teacher was laughing. The class was laughing. Yo, the teacher was laughing. I was rolling. laughing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it kind of stuck since then, and that's where the, the name actually comes from. Oh, yeah. okay. That's uh, dope. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, right. I mean, even then, it was Battle of the Planets. It was it was all those cartoons. Robotech. Uh, right. Voltron. Exactly. Uh, yeah, 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 which yeah. had that same. Yeah, all the Japanese yeah. influence. So you said you went to high school for art and design. Yeah. And you obviously said you go back with the anime and, you know, Japanese culture. But, like, what else made you a fan, bro? Like, are you a comic book head from back in the day? Uh, just comic book head. Like, I, I, I heard you mention earlier about Herald of Galactus. Yep. Yes, sir. I mean, <laughs> is there a greater love in the universe than Norrin Rad and Shalabal? Thank you. Okay. Thank so. you. This man is speaking... My language right here, boy, man, like, yes, like. So, I mean, you know, just being into that, that was, like, my first love, love, understanding you of what explain universal to them, love what, what, is. What the love is and why it's so great. Why does Norrin and like, <laughs> you know. I mean, Dude's Planet was destroyed by Galactus, and, you know, his his, his love yep. was on that planet. And, um, you know, he's constantly trying to go back and see if she's alive or exists or travel through space and time and Galactus just fucked his whole life yeah, up, yeah, man, you yeah. know? <laughs> but he's still always trying definitely. to get back to her no exactly. matter what, you know, exactly. through all that. So yeah, you definitely got your fan bros credentials right there. Woo! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take your card. Platinum. Yeah. Deep in it. And also like we were saying, you're also a music artist and also, you know, you do your graphic artists and whatnot. Who are your some of your influences? Like comic book artists? Manga artist, it it would probably be like John Byrne was the first artist that I was like sweating and trying to draw characters like, and you know, yeah, during the eighties, Byrne name. was running it, yeah, 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 yeah. in the, the story, name. yeah. So John Byrne, pretty yeah. much it, yeah. Okay, nice. And also, you write treatments and whatnot. Yeah, you know, I've been dabbling in that uh, for the last two couple of albums. Uh, terms of concepts and for the videos and getting together with directors and this time finally I'm promising myself uh I'm probably going to shoot Jungle the Jungle off the new album. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So you, this will be your first time directing. Yeah. Uh you've also you mentioned that your you know like your music is or like your albums are like a movie. Like you want people to listen to them, you know, from beginning to end and watch them like a movie. Right. So if you could name one movie per album like what movie would PTSD be? Um, or not so much just movie. Yeah, I, I was uh reading a couple of Octavia Butler books. Okay, yes. I was heavy into uh, Breaking Bad during the uh, recording of the record, and what I, what I learned from that series is that you could tell this uh, you know, crazy convoluted story that took a long time to evolve but write it very simply so that it's it's each episode you understand it so it helped me to shape uh my crazy so-called complicated thoughts and rhyme schemes and kind of simplify them into songs which each kind of helped tell this story mm -hmm. of an entire album so in a way your songs were episodic exactly okay but then when you look at them all as a whole, it creates like a whole season, like, you know, like like a Breaking Bad. Exactly. In fact, we were going to, we were on the artwork, we were going to be like, uh, you know, episode one. Ah, oh, nice. nice. Remember nice. that? Yeah. What inspired that album artwork, by the way? Um, I was at uh, uh, Mr. Lin's house, uh, company Flow Fame, and we were working on some uh, skits and music for album or show or whatever, and... um. He had some steampunk art mm. on his computer, and I was just going through it, going through it. He was like, "Look at this gun! Look at this dude! Look at this coat!" And that photo came up, came up on the screen. I was like, "Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> That's my album cover. That's the one." So um, I reached out to the guy, looked for his name, I wrote him an email, and I thought it was gonna be complicated, but he was like, "Farrell Munch." 
you can have the Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. So a couple of things about what you said. One, steampunk is huge in the cosplay community. Mm. So I know people are going to be down with that. And secondly, you should probably think about doing voice acting on an anime or a cartoon because you would probably do very well. I've been I've been asked to have you do voice about doing voice voiceovers. Oh, told I should, yeah, but not for anything in particular. People have been like, "Oh, that's where you should definitely go." So, if you could, what would you do? Like, would you do like a cartoon, like maybe a Batman, or would you do something like? <sighs> yeah, I a mean, Robotech type thing. I I don't know. I right now financially, I'd take any job <laughs> I could get. <laughs> I'd be a squirrel or whatever they ask me to be. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Uh, your album PTSD deals with um, post-traumatic stress disorder, and you also speak about how it can affect anyone, like not just people in war or whatnot, but like just going to your job, going to school. You know, even a kid on the playground might have some stress. You know, that affects him later on in his life. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, when I first came across the, the the diagnosis, it was definitely soldiers. But then you realize that it's something that's ongoing. Uh, there's a lady, uh, Dr. Joy Leary, who did studies on post-traumatic slave syndrome, which is basically, you know, the ongoing existence of stress through systematically for black people since the beginning of, of, of us being here and what we've been through, as well as... You know, just what you go through every day in the hood and violence and crime and simply just trying to get to school. You know, uh, you see situations in like Chicago where the, the, the A student kids have to like uh, partner up and posse up to walk back and forth home to school. And then they get looked upon by the police as like, well, it's seven of them. What gang is that? Right. So it's just constant stress in those situations all the way around. And for me, I could relate like just, you know, uh, I was heavy in the era of jump, you know, kids getting jumped, Decepticons and all that. Mm -hmm. So you surviving and it's, it's, it's fun to an extent until you're the kid that's getting stomped out. <laughs> you know. And it's like, how do you recover from that? I don't mean to make light of that, but I'm just saying. You yeah. Know? But then also, I wanted to talk to you about, like, also, like, now we live in a different age, because we live in an age of, like, social media, and it seems like there's this own disorder to that, because, like, people communicate in this crazy way now, like, everything's chopped up into, like, 140 characters and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like this is affecting us, and this, like, this is the way, like, it's putting things into, where it's just, like, you know, here's your news today, then that news is gone tomorrow. You know, there's nothing lasting, nothing seems to have an impact like it used to. All of that. I yeah. mean, uh, the 24-hour news cycle affects us emotionally. News uh, doesn't even impact us like it. It used to do terrible, disheartening news that we would feel bad about. You know, it's a news story. Or you might even find out uh, about it before it's on the 11 o'clock news because you're on social networks. And, you know, it, it forces you into, you know affirmation through photos and all different types of things that I'm I'm kind of actually looking forward to seeing how teens evolve out of this in the next 10 years if I'm around to see that even in just courting and just simple things like how do you right. how do you do that do you think they're going to evolve out of it or or get it's going to get worse I mean we are in a technological civilization and it's only going to become more attached right I mean, the rules are going to have to change. Mm -hmm. The rules are going to have to change for marriages and mm -hmm. what's cheating and what's not cheating and mm. all of those things. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you seriously. You don't sound too confident how it's going to turn out. I mean, it's 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 weird territory, you know. Uh, you know, how do you build a foundation uh, that that's not starting on something really solid it's like all over the place when you're courting someone on instagram you Some know frivolous stuff right? yeah <laughs> or hitting them up on tinder and like swiping left <laughs> and right yeah, yeah. snapchat yeah it doesn't it, i snapchat my wife today <laughs> it doesn't seem to have the same impact <laughs> as you know 
meeting her for a date, having coffee or something. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, you're also a photography nut, right? Um, I took photography at the at art and design. Okay. As well as uh, uh, illustration and different other things, but I majored in photography and illustration. I took two, and you know, it just my eye goes there. So yeah, uh, I see things in a, a certain way that I have yet to uh, take advantage of because I've been so busy. Rapping and killing the mic over the here. last <laughs> fifteen years. Yeah, but I, I I do have a passion for what's inside the camera and what you can bring out of photography. Okay, how do you feel about Instagram in that regard? Um, I love it. Yeah, you know, uh, it's just like uh, hip hop to me. It's like evolved from this sampler, and if you're doing this type of sounds, it's not really hip hop. I remember. Uh, when I got on uh, Instagram, you know, it was, it, for me and the people I was following, it was just about photography. Yeah. It wasn't about selfies. selfies yeah. And, uh, you know, I heard some of the purists being like, well, that's that's whack because you got filters. But I'm like, <laughs> dude, like, I developed film. Yeah, like, right, uh, yeah. I've done all I'm that. I'm an older cat. So it's all how you utilize what, you, what you're doing. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm, I majored in uh, film and photography, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been in a dark room, done mm-hmm. all that. But it's like I don't care. It's like, however you get a dope picture, you got a dope picture. Exactly. You know? Like, whatever. And speaking of dope pictures and whatnot, your uh, second album cover, well, the well, not the Organized Refusion second album mm-hmm. cover, the Stress, the Extinction Agenda, mm-hmm. was done by Matt Du, and I mean, it's just obviously one of the most iconic hip hop album covers ever. And I was just reading that it's originally a 30 by 30 painting. Yeah, I was just doing an interview. I was telling yep. the, the, the the guy that uh, Matt was like this over-excited hip-hop character himself. Like, he's he's one of the most hip-hop guys I've ever met. You know, he just trained it to shows and whatever and was very energetic and enthusiastic about the culture of hip-hop. And when I met him... He he was a big fan, and he knew we were working on an album and was very interested in doing artwork for the album. He had already done work with Raucous Records and Source Magazine, and mm-hmm. I had seen his work and was a fan of his work. And, um, you know, I just bonded with him as artist to artist, and even outside of the project, we went to shows and talked for hours. So, uh, so you didn't know him before that? No. Okay. So he was like, you know, I'm going to need photos and whatever and whatever. And then he would just, he was the type of guy that was just like, you're going to be walking in the lava. It's going to, the city and the projects going to be behind you. And nobody has really captured organized confusion like I'm going to do. And just from his passion, I was like, you got it, man. You know, <laughs> you, you could do the cover. It's a sanction. You know, Prince was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him a shot. So uh, first time he invited me over to see what he had started, I walked into his house expecting to go to a table and look at a 12 by 12 inch. This dude actually oiled a 30 by 30, you know, canvas Mm. of what you see to be the album cover. And I was just like, "This, this guy is genius, you know. I knew he was a genius before the cover. Yeah. You know, but I just was, you know, like, he's out of control with it, you know? Like, I know, I I grew up on, like, doable arts and seeing their stuff in the source, but I remember when that album cover came out, I think I had the poster for it, mm-hmm. and I had it on the wall, and I would just sit there and look at that, like, just all the little details. But even speaking on that, reading that interview, you were talking about, like, how much of the details and how, like, everything had a meaning. Like, you see Thor's hammer and Prince Poe's hands, but what was the energy in your hands? There's all kind of stuff going on beneath your feet. There's the lava, like you said, the projects. It was... Yeah, and in the road of the lava, it's like a a, a pig's head with a cop's hat on it. It's like all types of... (laughs) I don't know if I've even peeped the the pig's head and the cop's hat. It's very uh, crazy. Inside my body is my, my pops who had passed away during that time and he wanted he seen how that was affecting the group and he wanted to implement that inside my body along with people in the crew OCs like that's yeah. OC yeah okay it's crazy so 
Is that uh, supposed to be Angela Davis? Is that the yeah, woman yeah, in there? Yeah. Okay, yep. So uh, the power, he was just like, you got powers. You the MC <laughs> with powers. I don't even know what that is, you know. <laughs> it's just like the green. You got like the green energy all in the hands. Yeah, it's definitely a crazy cover. All the fan bros, Google it, stress the extinction agenda. One of the illest. Yeah, it's you the know. 20th anniversary of that album, too. Yep, definitely, 1994. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. You know, huge year for hip-hop in general. And, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that was that was one of those big ones right yeah. there. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with some more Fan Bros. What's up, Fan Bros? This is Jamie Rigetti. Don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud, to like us on Facebook, and subscribe on iTunes. But what are they subscribing to? To Fan Bros. Awesome. Perfect. And welcome back, Internets. We've been having this great interview with Farrell Monch in the building on Fan Bros Show. And we are not done right now. This might get a little serious. You know, we're going to get a little deeper right now. Going to, you know, touch some other subjects. Uh, Farrell, you're also a big TV fan. You wrote the um, recap of Walking Dead for XXL with mm-hmm. Gene Gray. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the latest season? The order, Because, yeah, I, I was peeping your recaps up until when the governor and everybody, you know, that whole, when the governor, you know, meets his end, how'd you feel about how it all wrapped up and what are you looking forward to in the I'm new a, one? I'm a sucker for Walking Dead, man. Yeah, because reading your recaps, <laughs> man, you yeah. was hype. You were loving it. Even the shows that people were like, ah, oh, what a fucked up fucking yeah. episode. <laughs> I'd be like, at least they was drinking moonshine and you got to understand, you know, the moonshine. I love the moonshine. I love that episode. episode. That was one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that episode. Yeah, Kim Sony was hating on it. I love that one. That shit so, was hilarious. It was funny. Yeah, and then the zombies stumbling towards the burning house at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like they just don't walk into the fire all burnt up. Like that was great. I mean, at least for me, I, and uh, I guess I'm weird. I, it made me go out and, and buy some hard liquor. I was on the internet. <laughs> like, where do you find moonshine, moonshine in New York City? Wow. So. Wow. Do you read the comic? Uh, no, I don't. No? Okay, uh, so just the show. Yeah. All right, so what are you looking forward to in the new season? Well, um, the infamous last statement is uh, leaning, leaning towards them turning and showing you just how bad they are. And so it, it questions... Who really, you know, is the bad people yep. in, in, in this in this series and in this world? So I'm just looking forward to see how ill that's going to get, you know, in terms of them going against these, uh, what are those people, uh, cannibals. Ah, okay. So, yeah, it's not a spoiler. Because some people had, didn't, hadn't figured that out yet. Did I just spoil it for, like, the so, whole world for, right you now? You spoiled Did it for people who are slow. Ben Amin's yeah. <laughs> yeah. good for doing it. You spoiled it for slow people. Oh, you know, that's yeah. all I can say. I'm like, when you see a pile of bones in a cage <laughs> as they run you by, figure it out. it's like, uh, maybe yeah. somebody got ate, you know? <laughs> when, they, when they got hot <laughs> steak, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> when she's like, let me give you a plate of nice steak right here. Like, <laughs> Where the cows at? Yeah, there's no cows. You got to... Fenced in like fortress right here. You ain't got farmland. Like, come on now. But yeah, certain people were like, oh, I ain't gonna say it's cannibals. Yeah, anyway. And I mean, just played all y'all. <laughs> Yo, Rick is gonna turn up. After you've seen him bite the dude's neck. Oh, yeah. Rick next season is gonna kill everybody by himself. Well, like, not, I mean, this ain't a spoiler, but the difference in the book was, you know, in the book, they curse. So in the book, it was like, these people don't know who they're fucking with. And, right. you know, and Rick and them quickly showed them that they don't know who they were fucking with. Because yeah. it's. Wow. Yeah. It, it might, you know. And they've, when, when, they've been turning for quite some time. Yes. Now. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you watch the show and you, you're like, oh, when they're going to encounter some bad people? Like, no. They, they are, are the bad, bad people. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the. That's the thing. That, that's what you know. the show shows you, and I think it's really well done, is that it shows you that once you get into that situation and you have to fight to survive, you know, bad and good become kind of relative yeah. at that point. Yeah. It's just about what you want to do. Um, Some current news right now. We know you're a huge Knicks fan. Mm-hmm. Yep. But what some p- people might not know about you is more that you're, like, also a fan of just the stat side of things and everything, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yep. So, what about the numbers, you know, the math part of basketball is it that you love? Because that's like some real geek stuff right there. Like, I, I'm like the, 
I like the dude who looks up the true shooting percentages and all that stuff too. So I mean, not so much, but I mean it's important and it's a part of why you love the game. And you know, a true sports fan is looking at the numbers. You know what I mean? So I I, I guess that's where that derives from. Like for example, uh, Stephen Curry, who's one of the better point guards for Golden State. I just feel like if he could get his assist level up per game, they'll have a better chance at winning. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm looking at that during the game. Because if he has eight assists, that's 16 points for the team. So I'm looking at that balance in his game while I'm watching the game, if that answers your question. What do the Knicks need in terms of numbers? <laughs> 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 the Knicks need Stephen Curry. <laughs> Fuck, man. Shit. We need everything. There's <laughs> a lot of changes need to go on in Madison Square right now. Word, man. It's it's uh it's it's disheartening because um you don't know what's gonna happen with Melo. And even as you 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 become an older sports fan, it's like I want Melo to stay. I'm a big Melo fan. Yep. But, you know, he's, he's coming to the latter part of his career, right. and he has to make a decision. He wants to win as well. So if they're telling him, look, it's going to be a three- to four-year plan before, it's like, man. You got to go, you know, Melo. Yeah, yeah. I'm out of here. So uh, I wouldn't be mad with Melo yep. if he decided <laughs> to go. But I want him to stay, you know. I want him to build around. Still trying to build with him here. True indeed. And, you know, it's like the elephant in the room right now. How yeah. do you feel about uh, Donald Sterling and how the NBA reacted? Man, Just, nah. <laughs> 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 I mean, what can you say about that dude? And In a weird way, you know, I, I think most people side on the same side, but in a weird way I kind of want him to fight it so just to – continue my entertainment pleasure at his <laughs> assholeness. <laughs> you know, I'm like, come on, you know. Let's have some more fucking idiotic entertainment from you. Didn't he say it's not for sale? He, okay. That's great. He, I mean, I don't know what he said uh, uh, now, but, but right before the ruling from Silver, he said that. He was like, yeah, the team's not for sale. And I'm like, you do know what's going on right now, right? Like, you are on this planet right now, right? But can they technically make yes. him sell yes. for that? Yes. Wow. And I thought they couldn't, but apparently they can. Yeah. If, uh, there's not, they got the vote. The majority of the owners. There has to be a majority yeah. vote for it. And that's why Mark Cuban jumped on Twitter was like, I support it, even though he was flip-flopping. But that's another story. But, uh, yeah, they can actually vote that. I didn't know it, so... Yeah. Wow. yeah. How's that going to affect players, though? How's that going to affect owners in the future? Right. Owners now will know that they, they're skating on thin ice, basically. Well, I mean in the sense that if you're a billionaire and you're not married, and apparently even if you are married, the shenanigans level is probably high in the things that you participate in. So, you know, I'm pretty sure... In terms of Mark Cuban, he's like, hey, you know, where does it go from here when somebody's like, you know, something else goes awry and, right. you know, another people or, you know, uh, person or, uh, you know, wants to protest what was said or done mm -hmm. and take your team away. Right. I, obviously, that's what he meant by slippery slope. So. Right, but, but I, I would also think he would know to temper that a little bit. Like, just because somebody disagrees with you doesn't mean you're going to get your team taken away. It has to be something on the highest, most level of something like this Sterling thing, you know. I mean, it, it came to a point where a side chick was the most powerful person in NBA for two weeks. Yeah. That's a problem. And, and, and apparently, uh, Silver, obviously, being a lawyer himself, mm -hmm. met with the players, met with the owners, uh, met with lawyers, and uh, it came down the day that, like, all of the players were like, yo, we will all not play. Right. I mean, they were turning their shirts inside out, all this stuff, and you don't see logos. They would talk about them boycotting the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. All the teams. Yeah. Yep. So it was like, all right, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'll put the hammer down. Yeah, you know? It's time for you to go then, bro. Yeah. You mess with the money, you mess with everything. So they had to do it. 
So I obviously you agree with that ruling. I mean, do you oh, think, definitely. <laughs> do you think they should have fined him even more, or maybe they fined him the maximum, or that's that was the was? maximum? That yeah. was the max. I mean, he had to he had to go there. He is now the commissioner now. Hmm. I mean, you know, if you're if you're twenty, and thirty or whatever, it's like this dude is the commissioner of the NBA now, moving forward. I think you know, it's a, a great decision by him, but it's kind of like the decision to make at that point Absolutely. for your career as mm-hmm. well, you know? Mm. Yeah, definitely for his well own said. career. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Also on race and whatnot, have you been uh, reading uh, Questlove's, um, he has a series, I think it's on Vulture, about how hip-hop has failed black America. I haven't been. No? But- yeah, well, and he's speaking about how hip-hop has come to this point, like he was talking about Einstein's spooky distance theory, mm-hmm. which is the idea that, you know, one thing, like if you do something over on in California, it affects somebody in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if you're making rap over here, you know, and saying this and this is going to affect people around the world and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So do you feel that hip hop has failed black America right now? Do you feel like it's because Questlove is really going off. He's like, you know, you can look at music from 20 years ago, like, you know, my Adidas and my Adidas is like, you know, my Adidas, you know, I gave to poor, right, you know, poor, you know, and everything. But it was not now. It's like, you know, Jay-Z, I got Bastiats, I got this, I got that. There's no way for the average person, you know, average person back in the day could go buy some Adidas. Mm-hmm. You know, the poor got paid. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's just Jay-Z making money. Do you mm-hmm. feel that there's a problem with this? I, I think, um, in theory, overall, when the, when the art suffers, it does affect, you know, more than just what you're seeing. So, um, I haven't read, you know, his writing, but I agree to a point where, you know, hip hop is very important in terms of the temperament and the energy that it gives off. And it should be a balance. You know, you need silliness, you need consciousness, you need political, social songs, you need bragging songs. I think it's just gone so far right that it has to affect the energy of things or the people involved or listen to it because. Just like sometimes you, you, you are what you eat, a lot of times you are what you listen to. You need a balanced diet in that. I just think we're being inundated with exactly what he's saying. Do you think it's a reflection of the music making people do this or it's the opposite? Because that's the question I always have in my head. Is it, you know, the music is just telling what's going on in the culture period of entertainment media where we are today? Or is it the music making people do that? Because I'm always in that world trying to. Work I'm not out. a. I'm not saying, you know, violent music causes, you know, violence in the hood. I, I'm not uh, prescribing like, to that. Yeah. I, I'm saying that the overall energy of the art level that's going into something that had pride and, you know, you had to be on a certain skill level to be acknowledged. Mm. Uh, is diminishing and dwindling and it affects the overall art what affects then the i feel how you the percentage that you give towards things you know if if you're very involved in it and culturally as well so you know it starts to people start to be lackluster at a lot of different things mm. you know i don't know his exact point but that's how i feel about hip hop right so, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> <laughs> very much the slow blink. <laughs> and, there's, and there's so much good hip hop to 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 be had that's not, you know, brought to the forefront and and offered. It's like an attempt to uh, shine the light on a, a lot of remedial ass dumbass shit. <laughs> Am I, I mean, no, 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 <laughs> but like also like on, on combat show, you mentioned that, you know, like you liked um, two chains riding around the spin it. Like, I love that song. Like, yeah, you know, I do too. Yeah. But there's a time and place for everything. See, this is that's that's a perfect example of talking about. I think um, his intent and his energy in the song and him being um, true to the, the technique of the music and the beat and the trap is I felt him on that song, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm wrong. Uh, other songs, not so much. 
But then when it becomes something that every everyone is copying uh, coast to coast and that same true, honest energy of where you're from and how the people move there is not embedded into the thing, mm. it sounds fraudulent. And fraudulent becomes something that's acceptable, even though you're not even paying attention to it or may not know it if they're promoting it. And it makes being, you know, copying the thing to do. You know, uh, Quest is from an era like myself where it's like it's very important to have influences but try to put your own spin and have your own voice and uh, technique about the way you go about presenting this even when you're making money, you know what I'm saying? For the sake of making money, uh, you know, that's just not being promoted right now. So that's what I feel about it at, at that tier, you know. You have something? No, I'm just like listening <laughs> to what you said. I mean, that's real. Like every the fact that you said that things that are fraudulent now are now being the norm. And then, you know, people are accepting that as, as you said, lackluster or something that's, it's not even real. It's just there for the money. It was just there because that's the pattern that people are used to now. And uh, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. So I'm glad you touched upon it. Also, like uh, Flickerachi was saying earlier, like, you know, is it the culture that's influencing it? Or is it like the hip hop that's influencing the culture? Like, show like Breaking Bad became like the most popular show where it was like, felt like everyone was watching the last season. But, you know, Breaking Bad is basically about a, a dude doing horrible, horrible things on the come up, you know. And so it's like, mm-hmm. do you feel like that influences us or is our like, is that what we're loving because that's what we want to be? Or is it like that's what makes us want to be that way? Um, You know, a little bit of both. But again, with that show, it's, it's so much uh, nuance to the writing. You can watch that show and be like, he's destroying his fucking self. It's not, with all that money, you know what I'm saying, it's not a glamorous thing to do. That wasn't the way to go about doing it. The 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 greed is destroying his family. So you get to see all that as well as he rises to the top. They did a very good job at showing you both sides, you know, and that's what's great about the show. You take somebody who is shit and a teacher and... and has a terrible job and hates his job and has a terminal illness and you're rooting for him. You're like, fuck that. Sell that meth. Get your money. (laughs) Get your money until it turns into, you know, something else. And that's the bad part about not having a balance in the art and in the film and in the music on the radio and in the marketplace. Because life is about the balance of those things, you know, at times you may have to steal a loaf of bread. I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> Some supermarkets are looking for the loaf of bread right now. So, um, we still to eat, got to eat to live. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's a question I always ask people. Did you ever, or when did you start hating Walter White on Breaking Bad? Man. I never hated him. Whatever, uh, Ben. I mean, who, who I, hates Walter White? I did. This dude. Yeah. This dude. <laughs> this dude. The last no. season, he's like, oh, no. I hate no, this no, dude. No, I'll tell, I'll tell you when I started, like, when I rewatched the show, like, because right before the last season, I rewatched it all. And, like, when I started hating Walter was when he turned down the job at his old um, oh, yeah. firm. Because he didn't have to sell meth. He didn't have to ruin his family. His family was like, yo, I mean, his own He had the like, way out. You was mad that he didn't take the way out. His ego going. destroyed him but, as it destroyed him wait, at every other point. There's something about him wanting to build his own legacy and pride. And you got to understand gonna die. That. Hold, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. You can't do that to Walter. Nah. No. I mean, I agree with you. <laughs> Just, I agree see. with you. The, the greed was an issue. I, that was a problem, obviously. But my thing is the way they manufactured, the way they engineered the story it was almost as how could you not like him? They even made you not like most people not like his wife, and his wife was on the right side of things. Yeah. Really no, think about no, it. No. I did not. Can I stand Skyler? And my thing is, in real life, you would be like, oh, if it was real life yeah. right now, you'd be like, oh, Skyler, poor Skyler. Yeah. On TV, you was like, f Skyler, man, Skyler ain't that's bad. That's like, nuts. Skyler cheated on him, right? After the fact, but after everything happened, he that's, ain't do that's, shit. that's neither here nor there. The fact is, he hated this Skyler's dude. A sucker. <laughs> Skyler's a sucker, and Jesse was a sucker. <laughs> Straight up. 
That's all I'm gonna say. Were you a fan of him through the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I I was yeah. riding with him, even though, you know, you saw the destruction. I think we all kind of know a Walter White. You know what I mean? And and a. Again, I'm telling too much stuff. <laughs> Come on, let Wait, me know. This is I, I guess we, I guess we all, I, I, you know, it's that dude who you know you see he's gonna destroy himself, but you understand the heart and intent and what he has, and then it, it goes awry, and then it comes back, and then he comes over your house and he asks you to borrow some money. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> And when but. I see him, <laughs> he basically, basically he believed in his own legend and died because of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it got, it got. I mean, the arc, man. Yeah, it got way out of control. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, uh, obviously, all the way out of control. And also, like you were speaking earlier, you were talking about how you know there's not a balance, but like a show like Breaking Bad shows you, you know, all the different sides. It shows you, you know, like you can sell this meth, you can make all this money, but you're gonna do some horrible things, and horrible things are gonna happen to you. Yeah, in so many ways, man. It's like, you know, to 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 keep Jesse on, he basically let dude's girl just he pimped Jesse like die. he was he pimped Je- Jesse like in every like, sense. It was the strip, and Jesse was fresh to it. <laughs> Look at Ratchet's like, wait a minute, I got something. Go ahead, what? Yo, y'all forget that Shorty was about to extort everybody just to get high. She had to go. She, she had, had to go. go. You hear why we were talking right here? Yo, this what? dude is a teacher Yo, with a family. <laughs> and now you're talking about she had to go. We're going to break it bad dust to people. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, man, this ain't the Breaking Bad episode. Y'all well, no, I just also wanted to thank you because, of, like, you know, your albums do that. They present both sides of the story. Like, even going back, you know, to the original, to organize, you know, with Straight Bullet and mm-hmm. everything. So where did that come from? What did, you know, made you always, like, because even back then, even when rap had that, you know, more of it, it wasn't all everybody being a super Negro, mm-hmm. you know, just invulnerable to everything. I always did the girl. Even then, organized was, like, beyond it you know they're like okay y'all you know y'all a little cerebral over here but we gonna take you all the way in what brought that out i I think that's a little bit of a couple of things one the truth and the upbringing and then where you're from we're in the how the heart of south jamaica queens uh the shootings the killings we seen you know to see someone to see someone in a movie you know get blam blammed and to see it in real life is two totally different things. You talk about post-traumatic stress disorder, how the body reacts to getting shot, how the person who's laying there on the ground is talking to you as they're dying. So you you absorb those stories as well as you read Silver Surfer and uh, X-Men and you, 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 you have dreams of being a comic book artist. You know, Prodigy went to art and it's the same, you know, same thing. And, you know, you try to combine what you know about uh, the two and be real about who you are. There's duality in, in both of those things and being sort of nerdy and also surviving uh, that that crime and that environment. Mm-hmm. As well as when you look at superheroes, they have that kind of same duality to make the story compelling and 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 real, you know. While you know uh, you have this power, and I looked at it like that, and I didn't take it lightly to speak to millions of people, you know, especially now with the internet, and and either talk the gospel or talk some nonsense or rap for the sake of riddling, as Chuck said. You kind of uh, start to choose your words wisely when you uh, take in consideration that, you know, I, I could reach more people right now with my voice in this podcast than Jesus could when he's trying to walk around and preach the gospel to different people. The word spreads more widely now. So mm-hmm. even back then, I was like, you know, um, the way you affect people, you should you should take some um consideration and own that a little bit not preachy preachy i'm just saying it's deep you know what i mean like it wasn't just some whimsical 
rapper shit to me. It was always a little bit more serious. Mm. All right, well, with that, you know, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to wrap up this episode of Fan Bros. Hey, yo, 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 what up? It's Prodigy from the infamous Mob Deep, man, the H-N-I-C, you know what I'm saying? And I'm always tuned in to Fan Bros. It's going down, kid. What, what? And welcome back, Fan Bros. I hope you've been enjoying this episode as much as I have. Thank you, Farrell Mons, for joining us in the studio in the spaceship tonight. And now it's time for our brap segment of the week. We call it brap because it's all the rapid fire questions. You're now in the hot seat, Pharaoh. You uh, ready? Ready. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone seems always so unsure when we start. Right. This. Like, uh... <laughs> we never warned them beforehand. That's the thing. All right. First question in the brap segment is Falcon or War Machine? <sighs> I'm going to go War Machine. All right. All right. Power Man or Black Panther? I'm gonna go with Black Panther because yep, I hated the way they wrote <laughs> Christmas. Damn. <laughs> I ain't even gonna go into it. I hated Jump that. Ho- Jehoshaphat. <laughs> I got me some steel hard skin. <laughs> Yo, internet though, let me tell y'all, if you've never read it, the last issue of Power Man and Iron Fist is one of the most depressing comics ever. Let me tell you, man. It's, oh it's a rough Lord. one. You would never expect it from such a, you know, like that. But, ooh, that last issue. <laughs> All right. Star Trek or Star Wars? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I'm looking shit. at you. Oh, shit. Let's see if you do this one the right way. Wow. <laughs> the pressure. Um... Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Star Trek. Yes! All right, you're going to have to let them know why, you know? Because I'm a Star Wars and these two, obviously. Are, yeah. I mean, the stories are a little more intellectual and, you know. He's saying y'all shit is dumb. <laughs> yeah, basically what he just told I me. Mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just classic the way they, they build with the Kirk and the Spock and the stuff and the things. <laughs> and all that. The and whole all that. Universe. I mean, yeah, you know. Star Trek it is. Yeah. Martin or the Cosby Show? <laughs> Every quest is like. Cosby Show. Okay. All right. The Wire or Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. Wow. Uh, now that's a problem for him because this is the Wire God right here. The Wire doc season is weak. Yeah, we're not even going to go into that right now. Yeah, You're such fight. a lie. <laughs> um, Nolan or Sterling? <laughs> wow, you had to think about it. <laughs> wow, yeah, there's no answer. Rod, deep... Rod Sterling. <laughs> you the deepest press. Like, oh, I don't know. Nolan. Damn. <laughs> Almost went with the racism. Like, at least he can get the right, you know. Oof. All right. What's your favorite film? Particularly genre film, but any film, really. Uh, it's weird, weird. It goes back and forth. But uh, one of my all-time favorites that I speak about is uh, Cooley High. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go with Cooley High. Mm, That's a good mm, one. Nice one. Just first mention on this show. Yes. Favorite TV show? Breaking Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, of all time? I mean, all time right now, currently, you know. Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah. That's currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Favorite movie? Oh, I just said that, right? Favorite book or comic book, then? Man. Or comic book run, you know. Um, a story arc. One of my favorite covers is the, the Days of Future's Past cover for X-Men. And I know that sounds kind of cliche. Oh, no, no. It's about to come out. Which one? Where Wolverine's, Wolverine's against the, the wall, yeah. Oh, no. You talk about the first one where the Sentinels are like, look. Oh, well, Wolverine's against the wall. The spotlight's yeah, on yeah, them. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. That's also, as people know, influencing the movie that's coming out. If you could have any one superpower, what would it be? Seriously. 
<laughs> the power to make money appear in my pocket. Hundred dollar bills. So you just snap your fingers and hundred dollar bills appear. Yes. You know, you would think that would be the most logical power, but no Nobody one has ever, ever said, said that. that. Yeah, you're definitely but the first one. That makes so much sense. Yeah. It's like, look, I just need a bill. Yeah, I always think, like, I, I want super speed, and then I'd go, like, run races and, you know, win money. But you're just, like, stripping. You let should me just run like, races <laughs> and win money. It wouldn't let you win, dude. I'd run slow. I'm going to run race. You know? <laughs> I'd, run, I'd run slower than my top speed. You know, I just would run a little bit faster than everybody else. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I would only use my power when needed. <laughs> like every day, you're like, "Y'all hungry?" <laughs> you can like make it rain, you know. At the same time, you could be like snapping and then just. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for Brab segment, man. You know that wasn't that difficult. That wasn't was bad. It? No. That wasn't bad. No. Nah, not at all. And that would actually wrap up our interview with you. Yes, this was great, man. I'm glad I came. Yeah, well, thank you very much for joining us on the spaceship tonight. Uh, is there anything you want to plug before we go? Do you want to talk about anything coming up? Your album, obviously. Uh, we just shot over the last two days the video for Broken Again, mm-hmm. which is uh, one of the songs off the album. Fan Bros, it's an incredible song. It This I, I'm praying for you. I want this song to like go everywhere. It's one of them joints that needs to be... Just worldwide. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the the PTSD, the new album is is everywhere. But I think that's the beautiful thing that I'm excited about. The way we're even uh, uh, releasing videos and and doing this project is not a traditional way, and it just feels good to take the time with it. We want to shoot more videos. Uh, when we did the album and we was playing it for, you know, different producers and people we respect. Everybody always pointed out that song. And we released so many songs from this project, and it turns out that this is going to be technically technically the first song or first visual of the nice. album anyway. So, so many things are just coming into the place real nice with the project, so I'm excited. Yeah, like I said before, fan bros, look it up. Post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, it's an amazing album all over. You know, it hits on so many angles, but Broken Again is just one of those songs that you're going to hear every five, ten years. Like, you know, it's one of them. Mm. It's it's an amazing. Like, first time I heard it, I didn't even realize it was you singing on the hook. And then when you tell me it's you singing, it's just like, what the? You know, like, wow, this is some you. man. Yeah. So Salutes. S- for people with social media disorder, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on <laughs> uh, Farrell Monch at, you know, Twitter, mm-hmm. Farrell Monch and Facebook. And that's it. Twitter. Twitter and pharaoh.com. Pharaoh.com. Yeah. Just pharaoh.com. Yeah. Nice. All right. Anything else? Flickerachi, Tatiana, before we wrap this episode up? Thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yo, I think the trilogy off Desire is one of the illest songs ever made. Thank you, man. Movie when you close your eyes, man. Dope, dope, dope. Nice. All right, well, that's it for this episode of Fan Bros Show. Check us out at fanbros.com. Make sure you enter our Fan Bros Selfie Contest. Hit that donate button when you're over there at fanbros.com. And, you know, we've got some big things coming up very soon, but we'll get into that next week. Peace, God bless, and good night. Later. Turn around, be broken again. Gotta move on, gotta let go. Would have opened my eyes, I would have known after all of this time. They told me to see the glass half full, cause some see it as half empty. I chose to see the glass twice the size it needed to be. Smashed it against the wall in the kitchen. On the floor, going through withdrawals, I was itching. She rescued me, my heroine, to the end. 
but then she morphed into heroin in a syringe. Around my bicep, I would tie a shoestring. Tap, 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 five times to find a vein in it. 